0: Bob, Bob Bernie, Bernie live. Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
1: You know, I would, I would understand if um, something happened and the government accidentally released my Social Security number. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a nobody. And, uh, you know, millions of people in the Social Security database and, uh, you know, just an an accident, a one-off. I would not be happy. Please understand, I would not be happy, but I could understand. But the governor of a state in America, the governor's family? a former cabinet member of the U.S. government having their number published? Well, it has happened, and those that had their numbers leaked are not happy. Uh, one of them, South Dakota Governor Christy Noam. She is demanding that the federal government Find out how her Social Security number, her husband, her three kids, and her son-in-law's Social Security numbers were leaked. Now, how did this come about? The January 6th Commission. Yeah, the January 6th Committee. By the way, I am hoping and praying that Kevin McCarthy keeps his word and investigates all of the shenanigans that went on under Nancy Pelosi's watch, and one of them is the kangaroo court called the January 6th Commission or committee or whatever. All right, now, what did the January 6th Committee have to do with leaking South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and her entire family's Social Security numbers, as well as others like Ben Carson, former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Yeah. Well, Kristi Noem and several others visited the White House. Uh, That's not unusual. Governors visit the White House all the time. Well, it happened during... The Trump administration. Okay, so they visited the White House. Well, when they checked into the White House, they had to fill out forms before they could go in, including their Social Security numbers. So Christy Noem was there with her husband and her three kids and her son-in-law, and they were required to put down all of their Social Security numbers. Well, when the January 6th committee started digging, 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 they got the White House records, visitor records. What did that have to do with January 6th? Probably nothing. But, I mean, they're searching. They're digging. They're digging for dirt. And, by the way, uh, you notice that the complete report from the January 6th committee has been released now for several days? Um, Any big news? Any specials on TV? Here's what the January 6th committee uncovered. Ah, nope, nope, just kind of. It just kind of went away. Weeks and weeks and weeks, hundreds and hundreds of interviews, television, time, millions of dollars, nothing. Anyway, anyway, so the January 6th committee subpoenaed the visitors' records to the White House, and somehow, when the report from the January 6th committee was released, the Social Security numbers for just certain individuals were not redacted. This is federal law. You cannot publish social security numbers. This is private. This is a violation of federal law. Oops! Now it didn't happen to everybody. Not even most. Just a few select people. Oops! We forgot to redact, remove their social security numbers. Oh my! Well, Christy Noem isn't taking it. She said, quote, My lawyers have asked the White House, the U.S. National Archives, and Benny G. Thompson, which of them is responsible for leaking the Social Security numbers of me, my husband, my three kids, and my son-in-law? What specific measures and remedies will be taken to protect our identities? Um, I, 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 I don't have a whole lot of faith and trust in any of the politicians in Washington, D.C., and I'm not a cynic, I'm just a realist. But I hope and pray that now that the Republicans have a small majority, they're going to reveal some of the nonsense that went on behind the scenes And that will be revealed and released to the public. I hope. I pray. Wow. All right. uh, Before the break, let's go to Mark in Columbus. Hey, Mark. You're on Bobberty Live. Thanks for calling. Welcome.
2: Hey, Bob. Thanks for keeping me on so long. That's the only way I can listen to you.
1: Hey, Mark, listen. If you're going to just whine... I'm just going to hit the dump button right now. All
2: right. Oh, 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 Bob, you're great. You're great. Thank you.
1: That's much better. All right. Hey, listen. By the way, to our listeners in Florida, Mark and I know each other, and we kid with. Anyway, that doesn't mean though I won't hang up on you.
2: Oh no, you're you're the best, Bob. Honest guy. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. up. All
1: right. What do you want to talk about?
2: Well. You know, re- regarding and related to the fact that I can't listen to you because the uh, the station, the FM station that we go to after the yeah. uh, required you know break or whatever, uh, is really weak. So I know you've said that you don't get the country station, but that's what I get, you know. And uh, what, it, it it's uh, so, it's kind of frustrating. And so I like to call in and listen uh, on the phone. So, I really- <laughs> so that's why you call so we can put well, you on hold and you
1: can listen. There you that go. is the first no- time I've ever heard that, Mark. That is a that is a first. And to hey, our got, listeners, got- our AM signal is a daytime-only station. It is a powerful one. We're probably the second most powerful am station in columbus ohio but we have to shut down at sunset every evening which that changes every month right now that's five thirty. we have an fm signal but it's not nearly as powerful as our am and a lot of our listeners can't get it but mark you have a phone right
2: I, well no, download the up. app you can listen <laughs> on the app You should see my phone. You don't want to know.
1: I don't want to see your phone. All
2: right.
1: (laughs) You want to talk about the lottery?
2: Yes. If I win the lottery, I'm going to buy you another station uh, band. (laughs) I'm going to buy you more bandwidth. (laughs) I used
1: I used to say, kiddingly to my congregation, folks, do not play the lottery. But if you win, make sure you tithe.
2: (laughs) But I was kidding.
1: I was kidding.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I found out that. You can't even. I mean, there's there's numbers that don't even have one single number, and boy, oh boy, I'm telling you what that you know. And so it's kind of a no. It's a no no winner. That's for sure.
1: It, well, it is a no winner, and and the thing that troubles me. Hey, most people can put down ten, fifteen dollars just for the fun of it. And, hey, I might win, you know. But you are supporting an industry that could not survive without poor people and minorities. They yeah. couldn't. They would go yeah. out of business. It preys on the people who can afford it the least. Right. Why do I why do I want to be any part of that industry? And yeah. I and I just personally made a decision a long time ago. I
2: I don't. That's a great, great point, Bob, I must admit. All right. So you keep me on, right, after I hang up? I mean, after uh, we... Hey,
1: after we hang up, download (laughs) the app on your phone and listen on the app.
2: I'm going to take a picture of my phone and send it to you. All right.
1: Good talk to you, Mark. All right. God bless. All right. Now that we have completely wasted... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No. Hey, I'd love to hear from you as well. And by the way, if you disagree with me on this gambling lottery thing, please tell me. No, I'm serious. Let's let's talk about it. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE. We'll be back and wrap up things today.
0: talk radio that makes a difference makes a difference this is Bob Bernie live
1: I don't I, I don't know how else to say it but just just to be blunt the killing of innocent babies has always been satanic, and pagan. If you look at several ancient civilizations that were absolutely, completely pagan, human sacrifice was a part of their religion. Um, I had the privilege on my 50th birthday, that's been a few years ago, Uh, But I had the privilege on my 50th birthday to be at Teotihuacan, Mexico. That's the site of the Great Pyramids of Mexico. Uh, Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. The Pyramid of the Sun in Teotihuacan, Mexico, is larger than the Great Pyramid in Egypt. Now, it's not as tall, but an actual mass Actual size, it is greater in size. Well, on my 50th birthday, I had the privilege of climbing up the the hundreds of steps all the way to the top of the Pyramid of the Sun. There's the Pyramid of the Sun, the Pyramid of the Moon, and from the top of the pyramid you can see what is called the Avenue of the Dead. Now, why did they call it the Avenue of the Dead? Well, it's not because they brought dead people down the avenue. They brought alive people. They would bring them, make them walk up to the top of the pyramid. There they would tie them on an altar, plunge a knife into their chest, rip out their heart, and while it was still beating, offer it to their God. Why? To appease their God. But then you have cults like the cult of Molach in the Old Testament, uh, which is somewhat unique to the Old Testament, but not unique to human civilization. One of the basic tenets of the worship of Molach was the offering of newborn babies to their god. It is absolutely horrifying even to think about it. But there was a statue of Moloch that was hollow inside. They would build a fire and stoke that fire until it was hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter until the statue itself would glow red with heat. And then the statue had outstretched arms, and they would put newborn babies in the arms of the god as the child screamed and lost their life in a horrifying manner. Now, why did they do that? To appease their God. They did it for their own comfort, so that their God would give them good things, so their God would give them a good harvest, so their God would give them other children. They did it for purely selfish reasons. They felt that they would appease their God, then their God would bless them and give them stuff. So they were willing to take children and sacrifice them for their own comfort. You see where I'm going? What is the reason for the overwhelming majority of abortions in America? Comfort. I don't want to be bothered with a kid. I had plans for college, and this kid is going to get in the way. Uh, We were maybe going to get married and we wanted to buy a house, but if we have to raise this kid, we're not going to be able to afford the down payment on our house because we're going to be buying diapers and so forth. The overwhelming majority of abortions And I'm not going to state a statistic because different studies give, but it's way over 80%, way over 80%. The reason for abortions is the child would inconvenience me. I just don't want, in other words, if I sacrifice the child, I can get good stuff I want. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. How in the world could someone in a pagan culture convince themselves to sacrifice a child? How narcissistic would you have to be? Well, that's what's happening in America. And it's justified. The culture, those who worship Molech and the entire culture justified it. And so we have in our culture the same thing. The reason I brought that up is this headline. Satanic Temple sues to stop abortion bans claim killing babies is a religious right. The Satanic Temple has filed lawsuits in four states that challenge their legal protections for unborn babies on religious grounds. They say it is part of their religious ritual, their words, not mine. They are saying that the sacrifice of an unborn baby is a part of their religious ritual. Here's a conclusion that I think any of us could reach. The sacrifice of babies, born or unborn, for personal comfort can be traced directly to the prince of darkness, Satan himself. Think about it. Thanks for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful evening. But please remember whose you are.